Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Are you ready to dive into today's part two that we saw the context of last time? If you have not listened to the context, I would highly recommend it as we will be kind of referencing back. And that's like the foundation of how we are understanding this, this verse and this, this section that Paul writes. And remember, I want all of you to do this as well, to understand that scripture helps you understand scripture. Yes, we can apply scripture to our lives, but but we don't want to be just reading scripture through the lens of our own beliefs and our own worldview and the culture around us. No, we want to be reading scripture through the lens of scripture and of the gospel. And so that is why when we see something quoted, when we see something is used in another area of scripture, it can be so beneficial to dive into that and allow scripture to help us understand scripture. Even though it's different areas, it's all God's word. And so because the same verse has been used elsewhere, it can help us understand the meaning here. And so as you are reading the Bible on your own, I'd encourage you to do this. You see a quote from somewhere else? Go look it up. Go read what the prophet or the psalm or whatever else was talking about. You see that Jesus used the same verse? Go check it out. Go see how Jesus used that verse because it can be so helpful as we are reading scripture, seeking to understand God's word and grow closer to him when we are curious about what scripture says about itself. It's really, really cool. And God, God works in amazing ways. And we're going to see again today that The wisdom of people is so much less than the wisdom of God, even though God's wisdom doesn't make sense to people. So it's almost like this paradox where it's like we are so much less that that we don't even get God's wisdom, that his wisdom looks like foolishness. But when we're focusing on, on men and it's all in our head and not our heart, that's when problems can come into play. So let's dive in. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. And again, I'm reading from the ESV. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, unbelievers. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The cross, the gospel news about Jesus is the power of God. But the thing is, the cross doesn't make sense to other people. It's... It looks like foolishness. So in a sense, they they almost look at believers like, what idiots? How could you believe something so ridiculous? But to us, we know when we have faith in Christ that the cross is the power of God, his saving power. That is what has defeated sin. That is what has defeated death. And that is the, the killing blow that is is going to defeat the devil and evil. It's already been done, and yet the battle rages on, but we know who wins. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. And remember, that was by doing wonders. 
God was going to destroy the wisdom of the wise by doing wonders. And what wonder is there that is so amazing and outstanding and is the power of God that is the cross? The cross, the wonder of all wonders has destroyed the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning is thwarted in the cross. It doesn't make sense to them and yet it is the most powerful, impactful, life-changing, world-changing thing that has ever happened. He goes on, where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Let's break that down. In the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. Research. All of these our own man-made thoughts. That's not how we get to know the Lord. No, it's by preaching the folly, which the folly, if we go back to that first verse, the word of the cross is folly. By preaching the cross, this foolishness to everyone else, it pleased God that through the folly of what we preach, preaching the cross to save those who believe. It's not from being the smartest person, the most intellectual person, the most well-read person. It's all about the cross. It's not about us. And so in the context of what Paul's writing to them about, how the people in Corinth were divided, right? Some following Apollos, some saying, I follow Paul, some saying, oh, I follow Christ. That's, that's not how you're saved. The head knowledge is not how you're saved and following these different people that's not lining up with God's wisdom and his way of salvation he goes on for Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom but we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and folly to the Greeks but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And this is why Christianity is so unique. Because it's not just about head knowledge and hands what we do, our actions, right? That's that's what Paul is saying. It's not just about your brain. And it doesn't just matter who you're following. And it doesn't just matter your actions. Just like we saw in Isaiah and, and Jesus calling out the Pharisees. He's basically like, your words are not matching your heart. And that makes you blind. You are the blind trying to lead the blind. Head knowledge, action, that's not what Jesus is all about. That's not what the folly of the cross is all about. Because that's what the world tells us. The world tells us you need to be smarter. You need to know more. You need to be better. You need to do more. And the folly of the cross that doesn't make any sense. The wonder of wonders that God gave to us to make their wisdom make no sense. Is that we don't have to do anything. (laughs) It's not about how much we know. It's not about how good we are. It's about faith in the cross, in the gospel, in the promises of Jesus that we need 
a savior. <laughs> it's not about head. It's not about hands. It's all about the heart. All about the heart. And he's saying, you know, Jews, they want signs. They want to see it visibly. And Greeks, they want wisdom. That's what they're looking for. And Paul saw that firsthand, right, when he was talking to those philosophers in Athens when we were in Acts. All they wanted was wisdom and intellect. And they weren't worried about the heart. All the Jews wanted, we think about the Pharisees, they wanted signs. They wanted external acts. It wasn't about the heart. They were concerned with head and hands. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Greeks. They just don't get it. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. The cross shows God's power. That, that blow to sin, to death, to the devil. And it shows God's wisdom. God knows. God knows that we can't do it on our own. So God paid the price for us with Christ, right? It's all about the heart. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man. (laughs) Even God's lowest is wiser than us. And we don't get it. We don't get it. Even though it's so much wiser, it looks ridiculous on the surface to us. Even though it is bigger and higher and greater than we could ever know. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. And that's, that's what all this is about. Paul's writing to them, saying it's not about the head, it's not about the knowledge, it's not even about your actions, it's not about what person you're following, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus, it's all about the cross, and it's all about the heart. Because we don't have to do anything on top of that. It's just faith. (laughs) Faith and grace, which are gifts from God. So rest in that truth that even when others look on and they think you're ridiculous, know that that God's foolishness is higher than even the wisest men. They're not going to get it. Scripture's telling us right here other people aren't going to get it. Yet he has chosen. He has chosen to use the cross to speak and to save. And that means that both Jews and Greeks, there are people who are going to believe, who are going to hear, who are going to not reject that gift of faith and grace and salvation. And then we get to see that what previously looked foolish is the wisest, most impactful, most life-changing thing in the history of anything. (laughs) So when it's hard, when people don't get it, when you don't get it, remember our God does. He is wise, he is loving, and he He has saved us in the most wonderful thing that has ever happened, the wonder upon wonders, the cross. That is his love for you, his wisdom, and his power. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm.